Welcome back everyone, season two, episode seven of What Are Your Thoughts? Today's episode is all about taxes, federal income tax brackets to be specific, talking about the differences between marginal and effective rates, and then talking about some misconceptions that people have regarding tax. And then also just a concept that's getting thrown around a lot more lately about taxing income versus taxing wealth. And again, some misconceptions around why quote unquote rich people do not pay any taxes or pay little in taxes. As always, any individual securities discussed in this episode may be held by current LifePoint planning clients and any decisions that you make specifically should be consulted on first with a professional. Without further ado, let's get started. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, this episode is going to be all about taxes and looking at federal income tax brackets specifically and talking about the differences between marginal and effective tax rates and giving some examples. I created a spreadsheet that we will look at and I'll try to explain it the best I can for those just listening. And then it will also show up on screen for those that are watching on YouTube as well or Instagram or wherever. So basically looking at that spreadsheet and if I were to go and explain that, there's what seven different tax brackets based on your income. So there's a 10, a 12, a 22, a 24, a 32, 35, and the top federal tax brackets, 37%. So these brackets are only for federal taxes, any state taxes that you might owe would be in addition to what we're talking about today. So the example, you know, looking at someone that is in a single tax bracket making a hundred grand, uh, that as their gross income, you know, they might go and think, oh, well, because I land between, you know, this bracket, 86,000 and 164,000, I'm in a 24% bracket. Well, that may not be the case because you get a standard deduction or if you itemize, you get deductions and then um, you might save into a 401k or health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And you will probably, you know, get down into that lower bracket, that 22% bracket, if your income, your taxable income gets under that 86,000. So again, if your gross income is about 100, and then after deductions, your taxable income is 86 or 85,000, then your tax bracket actually changes. So you might say, oh, well, okay, great. Well, my income, my tax bracket went down into the 22% bracket. So all my income is taxed at 22% actually not the case your marginal tax bracket might be 22 percent right your marginal bracket is the bracket at the at the top of the percentage scale that you might pay but your effective rate is actually going to be lower because taxes on a federal level are what we call progressive taxes means as your income grows and goes higher, your tax rate also gets higher. So 
That said, another misconception is that these brackets, right? So example, the 10% bracket, zero to $9,950 for a single person, that bracket alone is taxed at 10%. Then from 9,951 to 40,525, those dollars are then taxed at 12%. So you're not taking all of your income and just, you know, getting taxed at whatever your top bracket is, right? In that same example, you're not just saying, oh, I make 85,000, that's the taxable value. You're not just gonna say, oh, multiply by 0.22 and that's what you pay in tax. It doesn't work like that. How it works is that each band of the range of dollars is taxed at that percentage. So from zero to 9,950, that's taxed at 10%. So the maximum amount that you can pay on that first bracket is $995. Then the 12% bracket, right? 9,951 to 40,525, those dollars are taxed at 12%. And the maximum amount on those is $3,669. As we keep going, right, if we're going on with our example, 40,526 to 86,375, those dollars are taxed at 22%. So at that bracket, the maximum amount paid is about $10,087. So let's continue with our example and say that that person is at, after deductions and things like that, their taxable income is at the top of the 22% bracket or 86,375. Well, the cap, right? Like I mentioned, about 10,000 at the 22% bracket about 3,600 at the 12% bracket, and then about $1,000 at the 10% bracket. We add those top tax dollars up, that becomes a total of 14,000 in tax, 14,750 on about 86,000 of income. So if we take those numbers and say 14,751, divided by 86,000, that effective rate is 17%, even though your top bracket is 22% based on your marginal rate. So the difference between marginal and effective is that you could make, you know, multiple six figures and, you know, your your top bracket might be 32 or 35%, but you're not going to actually pay 32 or 35%. You're going to have an effective rate that is a little bit lower than that. Because again, in each of these bands, those dollars are taxed within those bands. And then as you keep going through the different brackets, they're taxed at that respective rate. Sounds confusing. So I will try. So I'll try to simplify it. Each dollar that you make is getting stacked upon one another. So again, back to the 100K example, not all 100,000 is going to be taxed 
at 24%. Some of it will be taxed at 10, some of it will be taxed at 12, some of it will be taxed at 22. Therefore, to think that, you know, all of the dollars will be taxed at the same rate is incorrect and it's a misconception. So I hope that that is somewhat clear, even though it is, you know, when I was saying it, it may sound confusing. Um, hopefully those that are just listening will go back to the YouTube video or on Instagram and review what I've said. But the thought there is that, again, I'll repeat it just one final time, is that every dollar that you make does not just automatically get taxed at the exact same rate. There are brackets and in each of those brackets, there's a range of dollars that are then taxed at that specific brackets rate. All right, switching gears here and sticking with taxes, but now talking conceptually about a topic. And, and this is interesting because you hear a lot of, you know, wealthy people do not pay tax or Warren Buffett pays a lower tax rate than his assistant or something like that. So the system that we currently have in place is set up to tax income instead of wealth. And so what I mean by that is that, you know, you go to work and you get a paycheck and that paycheck is taxed. Well, what if you just had a huge pile of money that was invested that you just lived off of instead. How would that work? And a lot of times those dollars will be taxed at capital gains rates instead of ordinary income rates because the, again, the system is set up to tax income rather than assets. So they don't, you know, imagine, Imagine the IRS going through every year and you had to have an audited balance sheet that had to list out your assets, liabilities, and net worth, and that's what you get taxed on, right? People like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, etc., would pay tons and tons and tons of taxes. However, that's tough to do because if you think about uh, illiquid assets, and one example might be like farms, right? What if someone has... $15 million in land that they owe nothing on. Would you tax them based on the $15 million in assets? So that's where, you know, some legislation is really tough to think about. And there's been a proposal like maybe add one or 2% on estates over 10 million or 50 million or whatever the number may be so that you have some ability to tax the assets versus the income. And so right now, again, how it's currently set up is that those that maybe just live off of investment assets or non, you know, W2 income, they don't pay a super high percentage because they don't have the quote unquote normal income that a lot of American workers have. So thinking about that, I land somewhere in the middle where, you know, you go and earn an income and, you know, pay your fair share. You don't necessarily need to leave a tip for the IRS, but definitely pay your fair share. 
But then really thinking about the people that are ultra, ultra, ultra high net worth. And there, one thing that is tough for people to fathom is, is how much wealth is actually in the world, but also in the United States where like you may think that your doctor is rich or, you know, someone that has $5 million is rich and absolutely they are as far as just, you know, relative to a lot of other folks. But as far as real ultra rich and ultra wealthy, if you look at those estates that have, you know, $50 million or more, that's what I saw as far as a, as a potential proposal was for taxing one or 2% over the 50 million so if someone's worth 100 million and they you know get taxed on the 50 million that is over the initial 50 million at one percent that's an additional 500,000 in tax and it sounds like a lot to the average, you know, everyday American. And it, it is right. If someone came to you and said, Hey, 50, $50,000, you know, that's going to get, that's going to come out of your, um, or I'm sorry, $500,000 that, that you're going to owe additional dollars in tax. People would <laughs> people would be like, Oh my gosh, how do I come up with this? But again, it's just 1%. So let's say that someone's worth 1 million. And that 500,000 is then taxed at 1%. That's the equivalent of $5,000. So yeah, still kind of like, hmm, I don't know how to think about that. Let's break it down for just standard people. Let's say that someone is just worth a hundred grand and half of that money is subject to a 1% tax. That's $500. So. If you went to, if you got to tax time and, you know, your tax prep person or CPA said, Hey, you owe an extra $500 in tax this year. And we just took it out of your refund. You were supposed to get $2,000 in a refund. And now you're going to get 1500. How would you feel? I would argue, I'd be like, Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's not the most fun, but I guess I get it. However, one big hang up I have, and I see this point from all my clients, basically on both sides of the political aisle, is that they don't have confidence that the government would handle that money appropriately. But it's something to think about for sure. And this is what I tell people again, when they're like, oh, you know, how do rich people avoid paying tax? It's like, well, dollar wise, they absolutely pay a, a bunch in tax. However, because the system is set up to tax income instead of assets or wealth, that's where people might think from a percentage basis that the ultra rich pay less. And again, it's, it's for a variety of reasons, but one of the main ones again, and I'll leave it here, keep this episode short because the first part of it was pretty technical, but thinking about taxing income versus taxing assets or wealth. What do you guys think? I'm curious. Let me know. Um, I land somewhere in the middle. I mean, 
it's just it's really tough because again with the illiquid assets like if if a farm owner all of a sudden owed a million dollars or something every year additionally in taxes it's they have land which could be illiquid or that they are unable to sell to come up with that extra million in tax so there's a lot of wrinkles to work out um my personal philosophy and thoughts are that tax brackets will probably increase for everyone in the future and some of the exclusions and exemptions and things like that for the ultra rich will decrease for sure so let me know what you guys think info at lifepointplanning.com um and I kept this episode short again because the start of it was pretty technical, but just as a as a quick, quick summary, the thinking about marginal versus effective tax rates and that each dollar that you make isn't just taxed at one flat rate. The tax code is what we call progressive. And then finally, thinking about taxing income versus taxing wealth or assets. I hope everyone enjoyed it and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks so much.